0: Amen. And so when I say that it's good to be in the house of the Lord in the presence of the Lord tonight, I mean that with all my heart, it is good to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And we've come to feel after his spirit. Amen. Receive something from his hand. And I want to be a vessel tonight. I want to be sensitive to his spirit. Romans 8 and 35 for your consideration. Romans eight thirty-five. also be turning your attention to two other texts. Galatians 5 and 1 and Galatians 5 and 7. We want to keep those in prayer that are not here tonight. We want to continue to strive. Somebody say strive. Strive to make Strides. You want to strive to make strides in this new season. Because if the adversary can do anything, he would convince you that your efforts in trying to live for God are in vain. If he could blow the wind hard enough, if he could push you back far enough. Every time that you make two steps forward, he would want to push you five steps back. But I believe that in the onset of this year, I, I pray, I pray that something, something got a hold of your spirit Sunday night, and you say, I don't care how hard the wind blows, I'm gonna run this race and I'm gonna finish this race. Come on, anybody feel like that? I don't care. I don't care how hard the adversary pushes. There's something in me I'm gonna push back. And with that spirit in mind, I want to deliver this word tonight, provoke you in your thoughts and your mind. Romans 8 and 35, will you have a shout, Amen? The apostle Paul began to admonish the church, begin to encourage them and give them a list for consideration. He said, who, somebody shout who. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us or who shall inhibit us? Who shall prevent us? Who shall keep us from? Who shall hinder us? Somebody shout hinder. Who shall hinder us from the love of Christ? And then he goes down an extensive list. He said, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. Somebody shout who. And he then turns his attention from the church at Rome and begins to talk to the church at Galatia. And he began to prod them with the same type of encouragement. But it sounded a little bit different when he tells them in Galatians 5 and 1, he said, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free. He said, stand fast. Somebody say, stand fast. In other words, don't lose ground. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house right now. He said, don't lose ground. Don't give ground. Don't back up. Don't lose momentum. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Don't go backwards. I hope somebody hear the Holy Ghost talking to you right now. I'm telling you, my feet are planted firmly on the rock and my mind is made up. I am not going backward. Hey, I can stop and preach right there if I felt like it. I I am not going backward. My mind is made up. My heart is set. My my spirit is fixed. I'm going on with Jesus. Don't go backward. Why? Because there are times that some of us, if we're not careful, we would drift off course. And in verse 7, he began to outline that very thing. He said, at one time, some of you in the congregation, he's talking to the church. Somebody say the church. He says, some of you in the congregation, you did, ye did run well. Run this race with patience that is set before us. He said, Ye did run well. He said, But I want to question your running ability tonight. He said, Who did hinder? Somebody shout, hinder. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? I want to provoke us tonight. I want to challenge us. This, this second service of the new year. To be a service of reflection and thought because if there's anything that I strive to do anything that you should strive to do I just come to tell somebody I still got my eyes set on making it to heaven I said I still got my eyes set on those pearly gates and those streets of gold and those walls made of jasper. And I just happen to be the young man in the pulpit tonight. And I just want to sit at the feet of Jesus. I just want to rest at the feet of the Savior. I just want to finish the race. And I've made up my mind that nothing, nothing's going to stop me from getting to Jesus. Tonight, for the next few moments, I don't want to be long, but I want to obey the Spirit. I want to preach about the greatest hindrance. The greatest, somebody say, the greatest hindrance. Amen. If you want to finish your race well tonight, clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Let Jesus know, I want to run this race with patience. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, anybody in love with Jesus tonight. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, clap your hands with all you got in the house. Amen, the greatest hindrance. God bless you in the fear of the Lord. You may be seated tonight in Jesus' name. The greatest hindrance. In prayer, I... Begin praying about tonight, praying about the direction of what God is trying to do in this church, in this, in this new year. And in thinking about the congregation, I was forced to look inwardly at my own walk with God. And I think that if you're going to be successful and have good success in this race i think sometimes you got to take a Gatorade break sometimes you got to push pause and running so fast sometimes i think it's proper to look in the mirror and assess assess your walk and assess your striding and assess your running ability in this race that we're running and in assessing my, my walk with God, I begin to pray and I begin to pray and I said, God, I really, really, really want a moving of your spirit. I really want to feel a moving of your spirit. And in praying and saying, God, I want, the power of the Holy Ghost to move in the sanctuary tonight. I want the anointing of God to sweep over the sanctuary tonight. God, I want the Spirit to move among your people tonight. In praying that prayer, I was confronted with a provoking thought. I was confronted with the thought that my prayer was somehow mischaracterizing the nature of God. Because I can believe that many of us have prayed that same prayer. Said, God, I want a moving of your spirit. God, I want a moving of your power. But there is great issue with that thought. The issue is God is always moving. The issue is God's power is always at work. God's anointing is always lingering in the midst. His power and his glory is always moving among us. Anybody thankful that God is always moving? His power is always moving. His spirit is always at work. His presence is always at expression. And the only problem is The only problem is that with his omnipotence and his omnipresence of his nature, the only problem is we as humanity can be separated from that. And Paul began to talk to the church. Can I talk to you tonight? This is Tuesday night Bible study. Paul began to talk to the church and he said, the love of God, the love of Christ is always present. Among us, but in the ability to be separated from his spirit. He said, I've got a question I want to impose to the congregation. He said, who shall separate us? Who shall separate us? Somebody shout who? Who shall separate us from that love, from that spirit, from that power? Who? Somebody shout who? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And with great articulation, he began to write out an extensive laundry list of probabilities. He said, shall tribulation, shall persecution, he said, shall distress, shall nakedness, shall famine, shall peril, shall sword, shall he said, shall these things. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And there is another issue that arises in this in this conversation. I'm not the smartest man in the world, but it doesn't take much of a definitive thought to understand that tribulation is not a who. Anybody still with me tonight? It doesn't take much of defining in Webster's dictionary to understand that famine is not a who. Contrary to popular belief, persecution is not a who. Peril, sword, all of the things that are outlined on his list are not a who. Following follow me so far? So why in the world is Paul even given this list? Why is, art, why is he articulating uh, this probability of expression uh, and saying that there's a great chance that tribulation, uh, there's a great chance that the stress, there's a great chance uh, that persecution can separate you. But I believe that Paul was trying to disseminate another idea. I think Paul was trying to tell the church he said, I, I I want to tell you that if you're not careful, uh, you will begin to think that tribulation uh, is a cause for your staggering uh, in your walk with God. If you're not careful, uh, you would think that people persecuting you uh, is an inhibitor uh, in your walk with God. If you're not careful, uh, you begin to blame COVID and the pandemic uh, for being the reason why you can't show up for church. Uh, if you're not careful, anybody hear me right now? Uh, if you're not careful, you're going to think... Uh, that peril and sword and all of these things, the perils of life are inhibitors and are the greatest hindrances for why you are separated from the love of Christ. But Paul was not naive in the onset of his proposition. Paul was very aware that tribulation was not a who. Paul was very aware that persecution was not a who. Stay with me. Paul was very aware that nakedness, peril, and sword was not a who. I believe that Paul understood that if you're going to fall in love with Christ and you're not going to be separated from his spirit, he said, I want you to understand that. None of these things have the ability to separate you from Christ. None of these things have the ability to hinder you from a move of God. None of these things can stop you from getting to the house. None of these things can stop you from getting to his presence. None of these things can stop you from getting to his glory. If there's going to be anything that hinders me, it's not a what, it's a who. It's not a what Is a who? And, And he began to go even further. It's all right tonight. He began to go even further. He says, "Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free, and don't go backward. Don't lose ground. Don't lose momentum. Don't lose your footing." You're going to finish this race. You got to make one step after the other. You got to plant your feet firm. There was an old saying, song said, I got my feet on the rock and my mind's made up. Though I walk through the lowest valley and though I drink from the bitter cup and when the devil comes a knocking, trying to show me an easier way, you look him square in the face and tell him I'm not going nowhere. My feet are planted. My heart is set. My mind is made up. I just love being in his presence. I just love being in his glory I just love being in his presence I just love Jesus Christ but somebody say but but sometimes winds can blow you off of course sometimes tribulation can distract you in your prayer life anybody hear me preach to you right now sometimes family persecuting you uh, can make you question whether you make the right decision or not to to walk this godly walk sometimes, uh, sometimes the perils of life uh, have a way of inhibiting uh, your thought process, uh, inhibiting uh, your consecration uh, inhibiting uh, your devotion, Uh, but I've come to challenge somebody tonight, Uh, I've come to provoke somebody tonight Uh, you've got to make up your mind that nothing uh, shall separate us from the love of Christ nothing shall inhibit me from the walk with God nothing shall hinder me from getting to Christ It is quite possible that if your mind is not guarded uh, and if your mind is not screwed tight uh, with the right thought process, uh, you will think that all of those things, uh, all of those things are the reason why uh, you can't shake off burdens. Uh, You begin to think that all of those things uh, are what's the inhibiting process uh, of what's stopping you uh, from being anointed. Uh, You will begin to think that things uh, are the reason why your prayers uh, are off track. and your devotion is off track. But I've come to tell you right now in the Holy Ghost that there is no thing, that there is no thing. You've got to make up your mind. There is no thing. There is no thing. Somebody say nothing. Come on, say nothing. Come on, say it with some girth in your spirit. Nothing. There is no thing. Separate me. But even if your mind is made up that nothing, that no thing is going to separate you, Paul said there's still another elephant in the room. He said, because you used to run well, your prayer life was a okay. But somehow, but somehow, you stopped making those trips to the sanctuary in the late midnight hour. Your dedication and consecration, you used to push the plate back one day a week, but somehow you said, I I just don't feel like missing a meal today. Anybody here in the preacher talk to you? Somehow your love has been and become distant. And I just want to know, he said, "Who, who did hinder you? I want to propose tonight. That if you're going to live for God and in this, you're going to make some serious strides uh, in this next year, you've got to realize that the, the greatest culprit uh, of your walk with God, the greatest inhibitor, uh, the greatest obstacle, uh, the greatest... It the greatest, the greatest hindrance uh, to your walk with God is not tribulation. Uh, it's not persecution from family. Uh, it's not peril. It's not the pandemic. Uh, it's not any excuse that we can come up with. Uh, the only thing uh, that can stop you from living for God uh, is not a thing, uh, but it's who. I, it's a who. Uh, I've come to tell somebody on a Tuesday night, uh, I'm the greatest hindrance. Uh, I'm the only thing uh, that stands between me and God. Uh, I'm the the only problem in the room. I'm the only one that can stop me from praying. I'm the only one that can stop me from walking right. I'm the only one that can stop me from lifting up my hands. I'm the only one that can stop me from falling in deeper love with God. I'm the only one that can stop me from going greater and deeper and further. the Holy Ghost, could it be possible that as I'm praying, God, I want to move of your spirit, God, I want to move of your power, that God's saying, son, I'm been moving, I'm still moving, I've never stopped, but the question is, why can't you feel me, why don't you know me, why don't you feel me, why aren't you close to me, what's separating you from me? The answer is, it's not a what, it's a who. Can I, can I just become an unpopular preacher for you in the sanctuary right now? You might knock me down one, one notch on, the, on your favorite evangelist list, but it's all right. No one likes to be told that you are the problem. There there it is. Nobody likes that. Who likes that. You are the problem. I preach from a transparent place right now I want to preach from this pulpit all the way to the sound booth that if I'm going to live for God I've got to mitigate the issues of the man in the mirror every day I wake up and I've got to meditate and I've got to communicate and I've got to commune with my own heart and saying God is it me is it me is it me that's stopping me is it me that's inhibiting me is it me that's hindering me is it mouth? My- Because the fairest assessment uh, is a self-assessment. And everybody wants to point fingers at their wife. uh, And everybody wants to point fingers at their family. uh, And everybody wants to point fingers at their job. uh, And they want to point fingers at everything else. Uh, But what if uh, I pointed the finger at me uh, and said if there's anything that's going to stop me uh, from being a worshiper, uh, it's going to be my two feet. Uh, If there's anything that's going to stop me uh, from being a prayer warrior, uh, it's my two knees. If there's. My God. Hey, I just want to know what's stopping you from clapping your hands right now and agreeing with the word? What's stopping you right now from lifting up your hands and agreeing with the word? What's stopping you from saying amen and agreeing with the word? It's only me. It's only me. It's only me. I said, God, I want to move. He said, son, I've been moving. I said, God, I want to move. I've been moving. But are you distant? Are you separated? Are you far away from me? The question is, who did him to you? Who stopped you from being in my presence? Can I tell you that if you wanted to, you could be in God's presence all day long if you wanted to. Hey, sometimes sometimes I'm riding in the car, and my wife said, Boy, What are you saying? And I said, Baby, I'm just praying. She thinks that I'm trying to mumble something to, and get her attention, but I'm just saying, God, I just want to stop in the middle of my day and talk to you a little bit. I just want to stop at the gas pump and say, Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing stopping me from finding the presence of God wherever I go because He's always moving, He's always there, He's always in the midst. I just want want to feel him when I can't feel him. Has anybody in the house ever been in a shout down service uh, with the criers rocking and the preacher's sweating uh, and everything's going crazy uh, and the church is going wild uh, and you don't feel anything? You know what, what troubles me about that? It's not that God isn't here. It's not that God isn't ready to work a miracle and touch your aches and your pains and your ailments. Could it be that there's something that's hindering me? And you know what? I think Paul had a good grip on this thing. You know why Paul was able to tell the church what he was telling them about who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Because you got to go back one chapter later, before, in chapter 7, verse 21, when Paul said, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. And you know what? I used to do like some of us, and I interpreted that scripture all wrong. I feel that Jacob Phillips spirit on me. I'm right and you're wrong. I used to read this scripture and it, in my mind I'm saying that, you know, Paul is saying every time I want to do good, there's stuff all around me that's trying to block me and trying to inhibit me and in there's obstacles uh, I got to jump over and that stuff I got to get through uh, and I'm not negating the fact that there are things uh, that will get in your way uh, but you know what Paul was really saying uh, Paul was saying I find that there was a law that when I want to get my thoughts together uh, and I want to get my life together uh, and I want to run this race the right way uh, and I want to do the right thing for God right. he said evil is present with me. but you got to slow down and really read Paul is saying Paul is saying evil is present with me Paul said every day I get out of my bed, I got to contend with my flesh. I got to contend with my lust. I got to contend with my thoughts and my thoughts and my desire and my will and my wants and my way. It's the only thing that's getting in God's way. It's not people. It's not friends. It's not money. It's not troubles. It's not peril. It's me. Right. listen, listen. I am trying to challenge your thoughts. I'm trying to provoke your spirit that there is nothing. I don't care what it is. I'm not making light of what you're going through. But if you sit there day in and day out and count the cost of the list and saying these things are destroying me. These things are inhibiting me. These things are stopping me. You're believing a lie because nothing, but nothing, 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 no thing. No thing, no thing is able, shall, will inhibit my walk with God. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands if you feel like that tonight. Oh, it's just me I'm fighting with. It's me, myself, and I. It's me, it's me, it's me, me, oh Lord. It's not my mama. It's not my father. It's not my sister. It's not my brother, but it's me, it's me, it's me, O oh Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. And if there's anybody that's standing in the way of me being anointed, it's me. If there's anybody that's standing in the way of a breakthrough, it's me. Because I can get out of my pew and walk to the altar. Whenever I get ready, I can lift up my voice and cry, Jesus, our son of David, have mercy on me. Whenever I feel like getting a breakthrough, it's me. hindrance is not a thing the greatest hindrance is not a what The greatest hindrance is when I hit snooze on my, my prayer button from my alarm clock that says prayer I'm preaching to this preacher right now I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to preach down to you I'm talking to me because if I can't help you if I can't help me can I tell you, sometimes uh, we get we get in the place where we're telling everybody, hey, I got this, that, and the other going on. Can you pray for me? But you know what would help you more than anything? If you pray for me, if I pray for me, if me prays for me, if I get my act together, if I get myself together, then maybe I can lift somebody else out of the mud. Hey, I can't help you if I'm stuck in the mud, too. I can't get you out of the ditch if I'm in the ditch, too. Hey, if the blind leads to blind, we're going to both go in the ditch but I gotta get me out of the ditch so I can pull you out I can help you when I help me so maybe that's why things aren't going the right way maybe I'm in the way maybe I'm the trouble maybe I'm the problem listen somebody don't like what I'm preaching right now but God is trying to help somebody right now Hey, I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm trying to build you up. I'm trying to pull you up. I'm trying to let you know God wants you to make strides and steps and he don't want you going back to the slot pit. He said, I got you out of the mud. Don't go dancing in the mud again. Don't be entangled again. You take one foot and put it in front of the other. I'm standing there for in the liberty. I'm not losing my victory from Sunday night. You can think again. I'm getting it to next Sunday. I'm going to next service. I'm A non-biblical concept. I close with this thought as we come to the music. I really want, I really want you to engage with me right now for the next few minutes. <laughs> because there are many days. Just come play something softly. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There are days that we that we sit down and we assess ourselves, and you say, you know. I really want more anointing. Anybody ever said that before? Come on, let me see your hands. I want to see your hands. I want more anointing. There are days I said, I just want to, I want to, I want that that song was saying, take me back. I just want to feel the Holy Ghost like I did when I first got it. Anybody remember that day? I just want to feel that, I want to feel the Shekinah glory. Like I did before. But if you don't feel that. If you haven't felt that in a long time. If you don't feel as as anointed as you want to be. My question is. Who did hinder you? Who's stopping you from feeling. The Holy Ghost saturating you. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. A show of hands. Has anybody ever came to church and you didn't feel what you wanted to feel? Yeah. It's possible. It's possible that they can sing the best song list there is and you not be moved. Is that all right to say? It's possible that the preacher can preach a masterpiece. And you're not being moved. But can I tell you? The singing is not the problem. The preacher's sermon is not the problem. What is the problem, preacher? I'm glad you asked. I put myself in the shoes of the prophet tonight. The book of Isaiah Isaiah chapter six and verse one to be exact. And the Holy Ghost began to, the Holy Ghost begin to beat me down and illuminated my mind to the to the reality that God is always there. for the frost he's always there. Bible says in the year that King Uzziah died I saw also, the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up watch this and his train filled his train filled somebody say filled filled filled, filled the temple There was no empty space. No open portals. No caverns unfilled. His train filled the temple. And above it stood the seraphims. Each of them having two wings. Six wings. With twain with twain they covered Covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. With twain he flew away. But watch this. The Bible declares, and one seraphim, one seraphim began to cry to another. Hear me. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. You ready for this? The whole earth is full of his glory. The train filled the temple. The whole earth was full of his glory. That's not all. The Bible says, in the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Three times, a declaration is made to Isaiah that the temple was full of God's train, the earth was full of his glory, and the house was filled with smoke. Oh my God. And Isaiah realized something in this moment. Hear me. Don't miss this. Please don't miss this. If you miss this, you'll miss everything I preached. Isaiah realized something in this moment. It was at this moment, Brother Frost, that Isaiah, he realizes that God has, has engulfed him in his presence the entire time. I tell you what's scary, Brother Brock, that God's presence can be all around you, that close, and you not even feeling. But if there's anything in my mind, in my body tonight, in my spirit, in my soul, I redirect my presence and say, God, I don't want. A move of God, but I want to feel you moving. Anybody feel like that? Because God's moving, but can I feel Him? In my prayer, a prayer became conviction, just like the heart of Isaiah. Because, do you know what Isaiah said when he realized that God's presence was in the midst of him? Stand to your feet all across the house. Do you know what Isaiah did? Do you know what Isaiah realized? He said, God, you've been here the whole time, your spirit's been moving the whole time. And I can see Isaiah just like Jacob in Genesis 28 and 16 when he awoke from his dream of sleep. He said the presence of the Lord was here and I knew it not. Isaiah, Isaiah began to cry. He said, whoa, it's me. Do you know why Isaiah said that? believe this with all my heart when the seraphims are crying holy, holy holy, it sounds like a chant, a declaration lifting up the power of God and it is and it sounds so beautiful it sounds like a song it sounds like a beautiful melody played by a harp holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts but do you know what's really happening in the presence do you know what the job of the seraphims was God in his majestic glory so pure so mighty so wonderful so beauty beautiful is his name when Isaiah steps into the presence of the almighty God when Isaiah steps into the holy presence of God the seraphims as they did as the cherubs Guard at the presence of the mercy seat. The seraphims were guarding the holiness of God. Oh my God. They're guarding the throne. As Isaiah steps into the presence of God, you hear me right now, uh, this is why you enter into the gates with thanksgiving uh, and into his courts with praise. uh, Because you have to shed yourself uh, of the filth and the dirt uh, that we carry from the outside in uh, because we're stepping into the holy presence uh, of the almighty God. Hey, I've come to tell somebody, don't take this church thing lightly. When you come into the presence of God, I want my heart to be right. I want my mind to be right. I want my spirit to be right. God, forgive me of anything I said that's not right in your presence. Of anything I've done when I step into your presence. Oh, somebody lift up your hands right now. I feel the Holy Ghost ministering right now. Stay here, stay here. with the seraphims lay eyes on Isaiah walking into the presence of the temple. Do you know what they're really saying? Do you know what they're really saying to Isaiah? Hear me, don't miss this. Isaiah walks into the presence of God. the presence of God. Isaiah walks in and they're saying, Holy! 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 What they're really saying is don't come any closer. Because you've just stepped into the presence of the Holy One. You just stepped into the presence of the people. I'm here to tell you right now, if you really want a miracle, uh, you got to get to the point till you say, God, uh, I want to get rid of my doubt uh, because you can't help me with doubt on my shoulders. Uh, I want to get rid of my bitterness uh, because you can't help me with bitterness in my heart. Uh, I want to get rid of my uncleanliness uh, because you won't, God. because his presence won't dwell in an unclean temple. Stop right there, Isaiah. Don't go any further, Isaiah. This is the Holy place. And Isaiah lifts up his hands and he says, Woe, it's me. I'm undone and I'm unclean. I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell amongst a people with unclean lips. <laughs> oh, for my eyes have seen the king the Lord of hosts. Can I tell somebody tonight, I really want to feel a move of God in the sanctuary. Hey, anybody feel like that on a Tuesday night? I know it's a few of us but you know what? would be a beautiful thing in the presence of God that if I check myself, that if I lifted up my hands and examined myself and I said, God, is there anything in this new year that I've drugged from 2021? I don't want to go one step further in this new year if my heart is not right. I don't want to go one step further in this new season if my spirit is not right. I want to get closer to God I want to draw closer to God anybody want to draw closer to the king of glory anybody want to say I won't let anything separate me from the altar I won't let anything separate me from the love of Christ oh would it be beautiful if you would lift up your hands in the sanctuary if you would lift up your voice and pray a little while and say holy 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 is the Lord of hosts no 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 no. No, 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 no! Come on, come on! I said, gathering tight. Come on, come on! Make room for somebody else. Hey, I want to get close as I can to the presence of the Lord. I want to get as close as I can to the young shining Spirit of the Almighty One. I want to challenge your mind tonight I want to question your walk with God right now I want to question your striding in this race I don't want to say I did run well I want to say I'm still running the race with patience I'm still putting one foot in front of the other but I just want to know is there anything separating me from the love of Christ hey I want you to do this I want you to lift up your hands all across the house. And hey, you might not want to lay blame and a charge of the blame where it really is. But I wonder if you can just be honest right now and say, it's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord. I'm standing in the need of a prayer. I can't blame mama. I can't blame daddy. I can't blame anybody if my prayer life isn't what it should be. I can't blame anybody if I don't make it to those pearly gates. I can't blame anybody. It's not tribulation. It's not peril. It's not persecution. It's not nakedness. It's not sword. It's nothing, nothing, nothing. It's nothing but me. Somebody lift up a prayer in the house. I need you, Jesus. I want to feel your presence. Come on, come on. Can you pray? Can you pray through on a Tuesday night? Can you let the Spirit of God well upon you on the inside on a Tuesday night? No, 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 no. Me, God. I'm undone. I'm unclean. I'm unworthy. But my hands are lifted in Your presence. But my hands are raised in Your presence.